When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. An alternate reality episode of Purple Daily after we thank Federated Insurance. Federated Insurance has been around for over 100 years in the Twin Cities helping business owners. They're based in Owatonna, Minnesota, but you can find trusted resources at federatedinsurance.com or by calling your local federated marketing representative during these crazy times here in 2020. You just want to make sure you've got that peace of mind and you've got that security blanket of having a partner like Federated on the insurance side. Trusted resources and trusted people at federatedinsurance.com. Remember, at Federated Mutual Insurance Company, it's our business to protect yours. All right, boys, welcome in to Purple Daily. Mackie, Judd, Declan, and we're bringing back alternate reality because we found Judd Zolgad doing a deep dive into the Internet archives. Judd Zolgad found this story from Tuesday, March 7th, 1990, no, 2000. 2000. 2000, yes, sir. All right. Yep. I'm going to read this to you guys, and then we will flush out this Vikings alternate reality. At least one team in the NFL doesn't think Dan Marino is washed up. Marino's football future has apparently come down to a decision to retire or play for the Minnesota Vikings, NFL sources told ESPN's Chris Mortensen. Dennis Green is trying to lure the league's career passing leader to Minnesota, where he would become the Vikings' eighth starter in eight seasons. So they were they, at that so point... Vikings. I'm trying to think here. Uh, 1992 was like Rich Gannon. 93 would have been. Jim McMahon got some starts. Jim McMahon. Salisbury Moon. was around. Moon came in 94, right? Yeah. Moon was 94, 95, 96. No. Yeah, you're right. That he was right. the primary guy. Brad Johnson, Randall Cunningham, yep. Jeff George. We're probably missing a couple in there somewhere. Marino, who turns 39 years old this year, has spent his entire 17-year career in Miami. He's considering the offer from the Vikings, but also considering retirement. And then they go into, like, the Vikings of all these awesome players like Chris Carter, Randy Moss, great offensive line. Quote from Chris Carter, Marino called me, and he said the Vikings have offered him a contract, and he was thinking about taking it. He told WPTV in West Palm Beach, Florida, on Monday, quote, before Minnesota called, I think Marino was going to retire. I think it really rekindled some interest that he had maybe four or five months ago. Um, So... What do you guys think? If we were to go back and replay this whole thing out, 
The Vikings were very good in 2000. Yeah. The Vikings went to the NFC Championship game <laughs> they, in 2000. They yeah. did indeed. But what if instead of rookie Dante Culpepper, or I should say first-year starter Dante Culpepper, they had the legendary Dan Marino as their starting quarterback in 2000? So in, as you just said, in the 2000 season, the Vikings were a pretty good team. They went 11-5 and in the regular season. They weren't the 98 Vikings, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with uh, Culpepper starting in his second year at the time, he'd been drafted in 99. They then beat the Saints in the first round of the playoffs before getting a waxed 41 donut against the Giants in New Jersey. Uh, first of all, I think that this would have been great fun, though, because it would have continued and been the most Viking slash Danny Green move possible, right? Oh. Like you just keep recycling. Just keep going back to the Hall of Fame quarterback bin, baby, or and, close to it. And Marino, at that point, uh, the Dolphins, from the piece that you just read, Phil Mackey, welcomed him back, said, come back. He's like, I don't know about this. And clearly he was he was looking at a Vikings roster that included Chris Carter and Moss. Um Culpepper played so well, or or the team was was good enough that I don't know the results are drastically different if you get Marino. But I'd like to focus on I actually disagree and we'll get and we'll not get to the that. results. I'd like to focus on the most important thing in my mind is the fun factor. <laughs> And just the continuing, I mean, you're not, you're not talking about signing a vet, you know, Chris Chandler, right? Like we brought in Chris Chandler. Okay. That's great. Boring. You're talking about a hall of fame, all time great. Matt Castle would have been sort of exactly who, who might, who much like Brett Favre had spent in Dan's case, his entire career as Mr. Dolphin. And now he'd be coming to your team for this Hail Mary one shot at a Super Bowl with all of these great supporting uh, cast. It would have been the most Vikings thing. It, it would have in some ways been the most Denny Green thing. And it would have been great fun. And, and that doesn't mean that Culpepper then wouldn't have taken the reins in 2001. I'm sure he would have. So it's not like it would have eliminated Culpepper's chances of becoming a good starting quarterback. I just think the the fun of watching Dan Marino in purple would have fit the Vikings narrative perfectly. All right. So I think the Vikings would have gone to the Super Bowl with Dan Marino in 2000. And I'll explain sort of my logic here. Okay. Uh, and I think they probably still get beat by perhaps the greatest defense of all time. That Ravens, that Ravens defense was no joke. It would have been really fun to see a high octane Vikings offense. Like if, if Dan Marino was the quarterback, I don't know that they would have been the 98 Vikings offense, but, and Dante was, was really good was really good in 2000. In fact, Don, Don, just to just to put Dante's first year starter numbers into perspective, Dante Culpepper uh he threw 33 touchdown passes, mm-hmm. 16 interceptions though, which is the key. He was kind of a turnover machine. He also fumbled a lot. Small hands. He had small hands. <laughs> but he ran he, so he threw for 33 touchdowns. He ran for seven touchdowns and he accounted for like 4,500 total yards through the air and with his legs. But he fumbled all the time. He threw 16 interceptions, and he was just kind of reckless with the football. I think Dan Marino probably gets you an extra win or two in the regular season, okay. and therefore I think you get home field advantage through the NFC playoffs in a weak 2000 season in the NFC. Uh, the the NFL across the board was mostly weak that year, outside of the one of the best defenses of all time in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you look at the records and the teams, this was the NFC in the year 2000. You had the New York Giants with Kerry Collins as the starting quarterback, went 12-4. and four. That was not an explosive, dynamic team. It was a really good, rock-solid team that just took advantage of 
kind of a transitional period in the NFL. Yep. You had the St. Louis Rams kind of coming off of their greatest show on turf. Like they were still good, but they weren't the same old Rams from their Super Bowl win in 1999. The New Orleans Saints <clears throat> won the division in the NFC West at 10 and 6. Aaron Brooks, baby. Aaron Brooks. <laughs> yep. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers went 10 and 6 and finished just behind the Vikings in the NFC Central at the time. Yep. And then you had the Giants at 12 and 4 in the East along with the Philadelphia Eagles. And so the Vikings at 11 and 5 finished one game behind the Giants at 12 and 4, a very meh Giants team. Yep. For home field advantage throughout the NFC playoffs. I think if Dan Marino is the starting quarterback, I think they go let's say 12 and 4 or 13 and 3. Okay. They don't they don't there's a couple games they lose because of Dante's turnovers. And uh, and I and I think they they probably like they, clearly they don't get their signal stolen or whatever happened against the Giants in that forty one donut game. They probably win that game and get to the Super Bowl. That's my logic. Here's where I think that that, that your case falls apart a little bit. They lost their last three games. They were eleven and two. Okay, they're eleven and two. You're in great shape. So what you just said makes some sense until you look at the points they gave up in the last three weeks of the regular season in 2000. They go to St. Louis. They give up a 40 spot. Okay, that's St. Louis. Greatest mm-hmm. show on turf. Okay. They play host to the Packers and give up 33. Well, that's not too good. And then they play the Colts in Indianapolis and give up 31. Now, by the time they got to the playoffs and played the Saints in the first round in a home game, they won 34-16. to 16. But then they go, of course, to the Giants and give up uh, 41. So they gave up in three of the last four games, 40, 33, 31, and 41. If you had gotten Marino and the defense just sort of right, you're probably right. But that's where this defense was so awful by the end that I don't know a quarterback could have outscored teams. Okay, so... it would have been interesting. I just think it would have been so much fun to see this guy take one more shot. It would have been. With this team. But here's a couple counterpoints to you, okay? The uh, the Rams game, I'll give you. The Rams game, they got smoked. That game, that was a road game. Dante had a great game there. So Dante in that Rams game went for three touchdowns, no picks. He threw, he was pretty efficient, threw for 221 yards on 33 attempts. Okay. He ran for a touchdown. They just got, their defense just got smoked and they just got beat in that game. In their other losses that season, mm-hmm. uh, Dante was pretty good actually in that last loss to the Packers too. But in three other losses that season, Dante threw two picks, three picks, fumbled a couple times, and then Bubby Brister was actually I don't know if Dante got hurt in one of these games. Bubby Brister actually played half of one of the games. Another, another great lost. Vikings right, quarterback great name. So I, I you, you know again, this is all just sort of revisionist history. But yep, the so. On the Dan Marino front, you might look, and on the surface, you might say, well, wait a second. Dan Marino, his last year with the Miami Dolphins in 1999, he was 38 years old, and he threw 12 touchdowns, 17 interceptions, and completed only 55% of his passes in 11 games. He was mostly just a disaster on the stat sheet. Right. But if you remember, and I had to look this up, in the middle of October, he sat for five games through like Thanksgiving. He had a pinched nerve in his neck. So Dan Marino was struggling with shoulder, like on his on his throwing shoulder side, uh, a pinched nerve in his neck mm-hmm. and shoulder issues. So he sits out for a while, comes back, 
his first game back the week of Thanksgiving, a road game against Dallas, and he threw five interceptions and just like what, like he just physically was not ready to rock and roll. Right. It actually kind of reminds me of Brett Favre's year in uh, New York with the Jets when he had the the torn biceps and his like his arm wasn't the same. He was thirty eight years old. It's all very much the same. He gets the surgery to clean it up. If Dan Marino would have cleaned up the injury and had been at least like eighty or ninety percent healthy, yep. I think he comes in and slings it like Brett Favre did in two thousand nine. And if that happens, I think they finish better than their record was with Dante Culpepper. So I think they finished better than eleven and five. Can what I point at, so at one game too? In fact, please. I love this. By the way, this would have been so in much fun. Two thousand. Imagine this matchup, week two, noon kickoff at the Metrodome. The Miami Dolphins came to town. Ooh. Oh, wow. Can you guys imagine the buildup and the fun? And the Vikings ultimately did win that game with um, uh, with Culpepper starting 13-7. to But can you imagine the fun of that game if that's Marino v. Dolphins? It would have been the same. Like the Brett Favre Packers stuff. It's, and it by the way, the, the Dolphins starting quarterback that day with uh, with Marino having elected retirement was none other than former Viking backup Jay Fiedler. Oh, Jay Fiedler, <laughs> who, who on that day completed 12 of 31 attempts for 175 yards with a touchdown, a pick, and he was sacked three times, a rating of 55.2. Yes. Jay Fie- that was Jay Fiedler starting. But can how much fun would that have been if it was Marino against the Dolphins? That would have been amazing, too. And uh, another feather in the cap of the Vikings being better with Dan Marino if this would have played out. Mm-hmm. You guys ever look at the weapons Dan Marino had at the end of his Dolphins career? I was just looking at that, too. Disaster. Oof. And that team Dude, was, it was good. was a disaster. In uh, 2000. They must have the had Dolphins a decent were defense. Good. 11-5. They won the AFC East that year. They had a running back named Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You guys remember him? In the late nineties, you know. Now that you mention it, I sort of do. Know that? Yeah, they had a running back named Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. The okay. Dolphins did, but wow. in, in nineteen ninety nine, Dan Marino's. So, mind you, he would have been going from the guys I'm about to list to Chris Carter and Randy Bleeping Moss in the middle of Randy Moss's prime. Okay, right? go. Tony Martin was his leading wide receiver. <laughs> I, I honestly, God, don't even. I don't. Even, I have no idea who Tony Martin is, but he caught sixty seven passes for a thousand yards, mostly because of Dan Marino, probably. Uh, Arande Gadsden was the number two wide receiver. Stanley Pritchett was kind of like a, a hybrid Swiss Army knife player. I can see why he decided to hang it up. OJ McDuffie was also. Oh, yeah. Wide I remember OJ McDuffie. Dolphins in that era. Yep. And they had former Viking tight end Hunter Goodwin yeah. catching some passes. I'm looking yeah. at it right now. The 2000 Vikings not only had Robert Smith still as one of the best. Robert Smith ran for 1,500 yards in 2000. They had. Uh, they had Jim Kleinsasser was a young player, sort of a Swiss Army knife. They had Randy Moss, Chris Carter, Matthew Hatchett was fairly well. Matthew Hatchett didn't play a huge role on a couple of those Vikings teams, but my point is, you had two Hall of Fame receivers. Yeah, you would have been jumping in with. So, Declan, what, break this tie here. I sure. think they would have gone to the Super Bowl. Judd thinks it wouldn't have been any different. So, the 2000 Vikings season is like my earliest sports memory. I remember that season vividly. I remember the mm-hmm. beatdown against the Colts. I mean, was that that was around Christmas time? I don't know if it was Christmas yeah. Eve, but I remember being at my aunt's house watching that vividly. Um, I remember the playoff game against the Saints, where Aaron Brooks came to town and the Vikings beat them up. And obviously, I remember 41 Donut. I'm sorry. I, I don't see any scenario where Dan Marino steps in here and, and makes the Vikings a better team. 
Wow. I, I think actually, I think they're worse than 11 oh. and 5. I hate to be the party pooper, but I think Dante Culpepper was the perfect quarterback for that. Off the and, top you, and you bring up a great point that this is almost eerily exactly similar to Brett Favre in 2008 with the Jets. I just, I just think he was all washed up at that point. And Dante was your future. So I don't, I don't see a logical scenario where Dan Marino steps in here and, be, and makes the Vikings a 12 and 4, 13 and 3 team. Fun factor, though, is off the charts. Oh, for sure. It's more fun. If, it. if we could, if to this day, we could talk about the fact that Dan Marino and Brett Favre <laughs> yeah. both completed their careers as Vikings. <laughs> I'm sorry. There is nothing bad about that. And then Tom Brady next year. Wow. Oh, boy. Wow. I love it. I love what it. are you for? Deep into the future? I will make, I will make the point of just one more time about turnovers here, okay? Okay. Dante Culpepper in 2000 threw 16 interceptions and 11 fumbles. He, five of those were lost. So he, Dante Culpepper turned the ball over 21 times. 21 times. In 2002, wow. a couple years later, th- this went to factored into the Marino part of the conversation. Dante fumbled 23 times in 2002, and he also threw 23 interceptions. So he fumbled or threw a pick 46 times in 2002. He only lost six of those fumbles, though, which is amazing. A fun fact, too, and in, in the 2005 season when Judd and I did this a month ago in our alternate reality, in the first two games of that season, Phil, Dante Culpepper had zero touchdowns and 10 turnovers through the first 10 games. Wow. Or, excuse me, for the first two games. 10 turnovers, zero touchdowns in the first two football games. Amazing. And then shredded his knee. I miss you, Dante. He's still one of my favorite Vikings. He's one of my favorite players of all time, ever. man. Yes. Super fun to watch. So, all right, that's the end of this alternate reality. Hold on one second here. I believe that I just um, Googled Vikings all time leading fumblers. I believe that Culpepper is number one with 81. He has to be. 81 career fumbles during his time as a Viking. Yeah, his fumble totals were Tarkington 64 and Tarkington 61 to 66, 72 to 78. Dante actually came in, Dante played in one game in 1999. I believe he only took like one snap. He fumbled one of his only snaps in 1999. Then he becomes the starter in 2000. 11 fumbles, 16, 23, and then 16 more in 2003. He finally learned his lesson. Didn't lose a fumble at all in 2004. Fumbled nine times. So 81 in in his career as a Viking. All right. If you have other alternate reality scenarios that we should play out, send us a note. Tweet at at Phil Mackey, at Jay Zolgad, at Dex's tweets, and uh, let us know what other fun Vikings alternate realities we can dive into and let us know. What do you think in the comment section on YouTube, youtube.com slash score North, click that subscribe button. If you're watching these videos and getting that daily Vikings content in your feed, do you think the Vikings would have gone further in the year 2000 with Dan Marino instead of Dante Culpepper? Thanks for hanging out with us on this episode of purple daily. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, bike plus or tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.